Welcome to the Great Snake Audio Literature Series, brought to you by Channel the Sun, produced by Kevin Grossman and hosted by me, Taylor Cox. Tonight's episode, Chapter 2, Work, Calloused Hands, and the God Draft. The meaning behind this particular short is to go in great detail the meaning and the feeling behind being exhausted from work. What that's like for our psyche, our physical body, and our relationship to the world when we work very, very hard and feel exhausted from our labor. So I'm going to get right into it. If we do not work, the world will pass us by. A Native American proverb. The wind rushes, the ocean's tide, the birds migrate, the caribou journey, the snake sheds, and the butterfly. Well, come on, you already know. The beavers build dams, the trees grow, new leaves, and the earth is like Forrest Gump always running and running around the sun. So for us, as active participants in this coexistence of life, we too must work. Everything works for its feast. And human beings are the only creature that in some cases do not. Part 1. The work. Work. What is it? For the sake of this story, let us not get into what is considered good or bad work. Let us just say work is work. So for everyone listening, please just think about your job specifically when I'm making my calls to the word work. Think about the hardness of work, the pains, the most unpleasant parts of your work. Think about you dreading the thought of work. Think about dreading going to work. In this moment, as you listen to this, you are new. You're a new person than you were yesterday. And every day you go to work, you come home and you leave the old you behind. Sweat and stress from work is, in a way, shedding a past self the older and obsolete version of you. And the pain that you may feel from work might just be the sting of cold after the shedding. You are exposed and raw. New baby-like skin. Think how a tree feels when it sheds its leaves. It must be very uncomfortable. And you feel as if you can be hurt greatly in these moments after shedding. The hate one might feel for their job can be a real hate, and the sadness you can have because you feel trapped here in this hate and this pain and this resentment with your job, too, can be true sadness. Note, your spirit is eternal. It can bear great pain, like a mother's hips. 
The pain from a full push of work is the growth of your new and shatterproof spirit. Any pain you see, the boss being out of his or her mind, you feeling out of your mind, customer service can be especially painful, physical pain, sadness, and asking yourself, is this really how I want to spend my life doing this type of work? Especially that pain. Telling yourself, I wish I was somewhere else. These pains are real and they're honest and human and they're nothing to be ashamed of you to experience. This is the damn living we speak of when we say, You must live! You must pain. It's in these moments that the forging takes place. It's in these moments that the blacksmith's hammer pounds. It's the breaking and the rebuilding of stronger bones. Not real bones, but bones that metaphorically keep you strong and together. It's the sizzle of the cold bath dunk, the hot metal. Over and over and over, the blades of your soul become unbreakable and ready for an infinite war of your destiny. Not just in this life, but it's training for the forever. I like to think of the pains that we go through in our work setting as that kind of forging, a hardening. I used to think that I would lose my creative spirit while serving in the Navy. And at times I was certain that my rainbow phoenix soul, so full of creativity when I was young, was being reduced in the military to a one-legged pigeon from all the stress and all the sufferings and um, those kind of of out-of-my-mind moments of hating my job so much. I thought I was going to lose all my creativity. But I remember the last day I was in the service, I drove off the military base one final time, and I became a civilian once again. As I passed through those gates, it felt like a cage was being opened up, and that one-legged pigeon that I thought I'd become, it defied all odds, and I wasn't just a phoenix anymore after that hardening. I was actually a jet turbine and my my wings that had kind of died from atrophy from not flying with creative spirit, they fell off and I was a rocket. So I went from phoenix to pigeon to spacecraft. My soul rebuilt itself into a craft that could fly higher than even before. All because of the work the work, the damn work. Do you get it? Do you understand? Hello? Because if you want to see the stars and if you want to go fast, and I mean cut a bullet fast, and if you want to witness a glimpse of the twinkling magic that lies beyond the bend of the atmosphere... You better understand that there's pain coming. Part 2. The Calloused Hands. 
A Ferrari looks nice in the driveway, but doesn't make too much sense on a road trip across the country, does it? For that, you want a Subaru or a Jeep. Not the prettiest car, but multi-tool. One with plastic doors that can take a good beating. A car that isn't afraid of dirt and mud or funk or blood and even maybe hold a few hitchhikers if you need. Some gum on the seats, some hot sauce stains, seats you can hose clean. You need a car with character. And in this life, it's character that carries you home. The character inside the engine that defies all odds. A car with a spirit of its own. We are the car. We are the car. Our spirit. It's the oddball car that won't die. Why do we love Bumblebee from Transformers? Because Bumblebee embodies the human spirit. Not always the prettiest, but a fighter and a will to never quit. A voice that can't be silenced. We will always rise. It's not the Batmobile. We don't relate to the Batmobile. We relate to Bumblebee or the Shagmobile from Austin Powers or the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. That's character, baby. That's undeniable swagger. That's a signature of uniqueness that can't be replicated. That's the calluses on your hands. That's the fight inside of us. That's the groove in our hands that can bear the brunt of the shovel's torque to dig deep in the sticky pickles we find ourselves in during our life. Resilience. Scars. That's the something special. That's our secret sauce. Everyone's own recipe of our secret sauce. You know, humans can outrun an Impala. We can make fire. It's not our abs. It's our smile wrinkles. It's not our hair color. It's the texture. It's not the physical size of a person, but the size of their heart. Not the dog in the fight, the fight in the dog. The calloused hands persevere through hard work. We may be the only living things on earth that have to make the conscious choice to work, but the fact that we choose to do it, that's what makes it something else. That's what makes it poetry, to be or not to be. Part three, the God draft. Take a little tea here. Not to be confused with a um, sports draft or a draft of a document. The God draft. So in car racing or in any kind of racing, there's something called the draft. It's when you huddle behind a racer in front of you and they become your shield to the wind. You move without resistance. And racing becomes almost effortless in this draft. The feeling is borderline grace in a picture frame. All of your tired parts of your body, they can rest momentarily when you're in this God draft. And you're running smoothly and freely 
for the duration of this aerodynamics. The gaze, this docile defeat of your labor, the exhaustion from answering the call, the fatigue after putting in a full day's work. So think about that. Think about working all day long, whatever it is that you're doing. Extremely hard work. You're exhausted. Imagine um, sitting down, whether you're in traffic on the freeway or whether you're at home or in the office and you're just beat. You're hot. You're zoned out. You're completely numb. You're worked. And you find yourself staring off into nothing. But what is that nothingness that you're staring into after you're so exhausted at the end of a long day of work? Let's talk about this nothingness. What are we looking into? I believe that the feeling we experience after total exhaustion from putting in a full day's work is a form of ultimate peace. You have finally caught up to the speed in which the earth is working. You're in the God draft. Relentlessly, 24-7, working. And in this brief moment of tired and numb and days, you get caught up in the draft of the speeding planet. Going back to page one of the Native American proverb, if you do not work, the world will pass us by. You've caught up to the world now. You've caught up to the speed in which the earth is rotating. You've caught up to the speed in which the lion is hunting for its food. You are actually wild in this moment when you're working as hard as you possibly can. You've earned your feast. You have paddled. And you've dropped into the face of the wave, if you will. I don't know if there's any one out there that's surfed before, but the feeling you get when you paddle into a wave and then it catches you and you know you don't have to work any longer. At that moment, you stand up and you just let it ride. And you let it run its course. That's the feeling. That's the God draft. That's the feeling you get when you've worked really, really hard and you're just staring off into nothing space after a long day of work forward into the future, no drag, no resistance. You're skirting the flap wings of the, of the great creator and the harsh winds are broken off all around you. Which is why when you fall back into your bed or your couch after days like this, you don't have any worries. You don't care about your mind chatter. You don't even hear it. You don't feel guilty for enjoying a TV show or guilty about what you eat. You have earned the reap of your laborious sowing. Out of all the days I have lived in my life, the number of days when I truly felt like I could have not given any more are far less than the ones that I haven't. Times when I have literally left everything on the court when I know I couldn't have worked any harder. But I have had a lot of those moments in my life. And it's hard to believe that we have to work this hard in order to feel this numb grace state. And in this truth, laborers probably experience grace every single day. Construction workers lifting and sweating and grinding. 
They experience the soothing sensation of exhaustion bliss all the time. They may not know what to call what they're feeling. They may just like to call it, I'm beat, or I'm exhausted, or I'm tired. But I'm sure that they feel that all the time. It reminds me of a story. When I was young, my father was a construction worker. I'm not a drinking man, but I remember seeing my dad crack open a beer after one of these laborious days. Being a construction worker out in the field in the sun and digging trenches and carrying heavy pipes and tools. And the way he would sit down and kick off his boots and sip that cold beer. When I was a boy, I'd witnessed that. That's what seemed appealing. Not the beer or the cold coldness of the drink or the cozy sofa he sat in. But there was something in him that I could read that felt like he was being rewarded for work. Having nothing left in his tank to give. And making it home to rest for another day of it ahead. Those brief windows of absolute weightless existence in that God draft. The end. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you guys tune in next week for the next episode.